<laughs> oh, this will never not be weird. Hello, everyone. This is the Legal Process Podcast where we talk about process the process of becoming a leader. We make sense of it, we understand it, and we learn how to acknowledge and celebrate it. So, all of you out there, whether you lead a small team or a big team, whether you're starting or you're in, in the middle of the process, ha ha. We, we love having you here. Um, join us for episodes with other leaders, episodes thinking about topics concerning leadership. And yeah, well, let's get right into it, right into it. What's up, people? Happy New Week. It's been so long. I've missed you all so much. Um, rather, I've missed the work that I do here and the feedback that I get from you. Hope you've been okay. I am okay. I'm better. Uh, much, much better. And it's been good for me <laughs> to take some time and, and and rest and step away from the work and be with myself and think ETC. Um, and this week, I bring you a friend of mine. His name is Brian Obed. He is an Isaac alumnus, alumna. I really need to confirm the word there. Um, an Alex Young leader and a designer um, in the making, in the up and coming. And he <laughs> he's my friend. We we met in ISEC. We also met again in Alex. We both have a genuine enthusiasm for leadership. In this episode, we talk about Isaac especially we laugh a lot we go down memory lane but really we talk about how he felt like the only way for him to do meaningful work was to do something bigger than himself and that's leadership or to 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 serve in that way which ended up being leadership rather we talk about how he worked in building organization Isaac in his entity from scratch which basically he describes as running a startup we talk about the power of passion when it comes to leadership and we talk about volunteering and how volunteering gave us the opportunities and the spaces that we had to become who we are we also laugh there's bird noises there's road noises but there's a whole lot of soul and enjoyment um <laughs> in this episode and i hope you guys like it i really do hope you guys like it hi brian <laughs> hi hi judy how are you <laughs> <laughs> behind the scenes in akwanga namituko i'm okay i am well i'm really excited to finally get to talk to you um, so if anyone is listening and got my message last week when I told guys that I couldn't record, then I said I had a guest whom I contacted last minute and I was like, I can't do it cause I'm not doing well. And they were like, yo, take care of yourself. The guest is Brian and Brian is here today. Um, he, he, he just about to talk about himself, but I've met Brian in two different circumstances in my life, which we're about to talk about. So, Brian Karibu, Salimia Watu, tell them who you are, what you're about, and then we'll proceed. 
Uh, thank you so much. Eh, one, two, three. This is just funny. I'm sorry. Would I feel <laughs> yani, pressure? Um, I'm honestly um, really um, nervous, but, but at the same time, excited to just share my story with you guys. <laughs> um, my name is Brian uh-huh. from Nairobi, Kenya. Woo, uh-huh. I, <laughs> I am... I am a son to a father and a mother. <laughs> I am a brother to a sister. <laughs> um, oh my gosh! Uh-huh. Most, most of all, <laughs> most of all, I am uh, a child of God. I, I find that description of me just wholesome and um, completely explains everything. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, guys. Sorry, guys. Like any, the life, the life. It can be like that sometimes. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So as I was saying, uh-huh. um, I am a child of God, and I find that um, the definition of me just wholesome. Like it just encompasses everything that I do. Yeah. And that I am. So I am a, a design enthusiast. Oof. I love to design. Uh-huh. Like in all aspects, uh-huh. um, any aspect you can think about. Um, Wait, I really love to design. Apo kwa design, yeah, so. kuna fashion designers, graphic designers, UI designers, interior designers. Like it's the whole spectrum. So just specify, specify. Alright, so, so currently mm-hmm. I. So I enjoy designing, but what I'm really good at is um, graphic. Mm-hmm. I am learning more about user experience mm-hmm. design mm-hmm. and um, design geared um, human centered design. That is design um, specifically geared towards um, um, social impact. Okay. But then, uh-huh. at a at a fashion design, sita sita. How fashion design. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't have any problem, man. Yani, the whole design spectrum is something I really enjoy. You get? I do. Um, so, I do. Uh huh. Yeah. So currently, um, um, what I can, what I, what I'm really good at, design and say user interface, user experience design. Yeah. Kama, if you're not sure what those are, just visit the Googles and just ask them over there. Um, but it's really exciting. Brian is so really early on when I was starting the podcast and I was after I started the podcast, um, in our second meeting at ALX, I shared with him an idea and he was so kind and so generous and continues to be that kind and generous to kind of support me in trying to start to figure out what the visual representation of this podcast would be which has been a really long process so far um because life but brad is generous he's so generous and he's so kind and he has a really fun story so we 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 we've met twice actually we've met multiple times but in two contexts yeah so we met um in in isaac Hello, Isaacas. And then we met again in ALX. So I guess I kind of just want to hear your story with those two things. Um, how did you actually just what your story is with leadership? And then how you ended up in those two 
experiences in brief okay um so so from earlier on when i was a kid i i will find um most satisfaction in things that are not material but then i hadn't figured it out yet at mm-hmm. that time yeah. that um that 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 was going to form a big part of who i am when i when I, into adulthood mm-hmm. so but then it's like deep down i knew like something that working towards something that is bigger than myself is something that i'll derive the most satisfaction out of okay um and in a way that um that uh informed my my love um and passion for leadership mm-hmm. so when when i in i when i started my undergraduate in 2014 mm-hmm. um that 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 passion and and love for things that are bigger than myself yeah. was deep down ingrained in me and was really bugging me at that time when i was getting into campus in my first year mm-hmm. so um in my first year i was just that normal um campus student mm-hmm. who was um after good grades you know yeah. uh, just going to class yeah. uh, writing notes Yeah, mind you, I was. I always joke about this. I was in a. So in my undergraduate, I did applied computer science. Wow. And you know, <laughs> with applied computer science, you you you. So the main the main thing you're supposed to do is, like, just code, like apply, ha, apply your ideas into programming and just see how you can bring them to life. So coding. But yeah. Uh huh. I, I like joking about how we always. Wrote, wrote notes even in terms of coding like instead Ooh. of just actually coding and you're in, com- in a computer lab you're, you're writing <laughs> notes, notes. coding yeah. <laughs> when you're writing a code in your book wow <laughs> this is funny yeah. uh-huh. so by the time i was finishing my first year that um that need and like that deep want and need for working towards something that is bigger than myself mm-hmm. just um grew and became um dissatisfaction in the way the education i was getting was being given to me in school so wait what do you um, mean by what do you mean by you were dissatisfied by the education you were getting like unamanisha so for me um ideally what i was expecting from school ni they actually show me how to code because i have my computer mm-hmm. if i don't we do lessons in in a, we have our lessons in computer labs so there are computers they good in that even in the computer labs the lecturer will come with notes Damn. <laughs> and teach them to us <laughs> so uh, uh, my, my 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 want for 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 working in at least working uh, on projects mm-hmm. that that um i could see direct impact from my end yeah. even in terms of the course i did yeah was not like met you get so yeah. i just felt uh, increasingly dissatisfied with the what i was doing you get okay. it's something that i was really interested in like in technology but then um 
looking at the way the the curriculum was being delivered to not just to me but to the whole to the to um, the cohort yeah computer science uh, um group mm. of students yeah just um um did not satisfy me and unfortunately it started growing into some kind of hate for school oh because now I was not getting what I wanted to get from there like it wasn't feeding what I was getting wasn't feeding my 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 want for working towards things that are bigger than myself mm-hmm. so first year mm-hmm. and then then started like really hating school yani like I didn't want to go to school uh-huh. I wanted to go to school but not for the classes because I felt like they weren't helping me yeah. at all yeah at all I get that uh-huh. but um luckily enough so um my my so in the block I lived in the hostels mm-hmm. my next door neighbor was this uh chick called Maureen mm-hmm. uh, who is my like my closest friend to date. Oh, um, mm-hmm. hi Maureen. We met we met hi Maureen. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so we met in our first year. Yeah. Uh so we were living just next to each other from first year up into second year. And in second year he she started telling me about um this guy she met mm-hmm. um in school mm-hmm. who was traveling around the world and doing these uh projects for social impact but the fact that this guy was traveling around the world and still finding time to come back to school you know yeah <laughs> yeah that, that sounds like the life so i started asking myself what is this guy doing that mm-hmm. i'm not doing that he gets the opportunity to travel the world and, and do all these projects yeah and still come back to school you know I so, do. <laughs> um when I was asking Maureen, Akaniambia, um the guy so the guy was called Steve. Mm. Um so Steve um was part of this organization that facilitated him going to other countries and doing this social impact projects yep. and learning a lot about leadership. And mm. the organization was called Isaac. So that's how I got to finally um and want to join I said that but then yeah. in my in my in my university mm-hmm. uh, I I did my undergraduate in Chuka University so it's 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 a long way from Nairobi and it's, Quite. it's like it's in Meru puts it at 186 kilometers from the capital of Kenya to be precise <laughs> to be precise <laughs> It's far guys it's far yeah, it's far okay so so people find it far but uh, me I don't find it far even when I join because um my home home is in Kisi so Kisi is just far, like, it's extremely oh. far from Nairobi so I Chuka didn't... is just like 2 to 3 hours from Nairobi but going to Kisi is like 5 hours Damn. it's a whole day journey <laughs> okay yeah 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 so um fast forward you join Isaac and you you join the team and you and this is a really long story and it's a story that i like because now we meet at a conference when you are on your way to being president of the entity right the conference yeah. we met and we spoke at was a national conference and i think you were the incoming president was that the case 
Yes, yes, that was the case. Okay, so do you want to tell people what it was like to build an entity without <laughs> without a team, without resources? Uh-huh. So, so, so as I was saying, um, Chuka is really far from Nairobi. Yeah. The way Isaac in Kenya as an organization is set up, mm-hmm. it's like, um, I think 95% of the entities, like branches of Isaac in Kenya, are around Nairobi. Are in Nairobi, yeah. Yet. Yes. So for us who for 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 some of us who like like grew in love with this um um organization that was selling leadership um development for for youth yeah and we saw it as something that was really needed in our university yeah we found it really hard to just connect with. Um, the bigger organization, which is ISEC in Kenya. Yeah. But then, so I, when I joined, um, I just grew through the ranks, pole pole. So I started. So I joined as a member, and the time I joined, we the organization was quite new. Mm-hmm. That was in I think 2016, mm-hmm. and then, and then I finally went on exchange too. Exchange, so exchange is a product that um, um, Isaac sells. Okay, so, so ex- exposes um, its um, its customers to who are the youth to this um, challenging environment, so that they can be able to get out of their comfort zone and see the world as it truly is, not not as they see it on media or as being told by by other people. So and that way, you just I think... get to appreciate and understand how other people live and grow that. Um, passion and want to change something about your world because you have eyes, and that's where now the leadership comes in. For context, um, so Isaac is a global youth movement. Isaac is somewhere is more than seventy years old, and it's in more than one hundred and twenty countries, and it's in Kenya. And you have um university chapters, and then you have a national chapter, and you have um management structures in the national team and then in the schools so you have Isaac say in Nairobi University you have it in KU in Jaquat in Strat um universities like that in Chuka and then what happens is that you join as a member either to work in front office which was the products so the products are all in, they all include travel um and going to a new situation which is now what we call um challenging experiences so that you can develop your leadership skills or you work in the back end where you basically support the products so that's finance um people management partnerships development university and alumni relations and your what were back ends so you join and then um Usually, you you probably have engaged with Isaac as a volunteer. Maybe you went on exchange, which is now the name of the product. You go on exchange, um, or you met us at an event, or you met Isaac just in one of those youth engagements. And then, if you want to join, you become a member. So, for context, that's what we mean by <laughs> you start from the bottom. Anyway, so you joined as a member, and then yeah, so um. I joined as a member and I find these really cool people inside the organization. Although we were so like we were few because now it's like we were that was the first time we like before formed a solid Isaac team mm-hmm. um under Chuka University. So it's like we were starting. Yeah. It's like operating a startup. Yeah. In a sense. Wow. Um mm-hmm. 
So even at that time, like we we rotated roles a lot. You couldn't find someone who is uh, permanently under marketing. Like mm-hmm. you get uh, like after one week you're in finance, after the like in the other week you're in another portfolio, mm-hmm. the other week probably you're in external relations, uh, the other week you're in products and all that. Yeah. So it was, but within this group I found solace in the conversations you usually had mm-hmm. because. It was a group of people who felt like the dissatisfaction in the way um, leadership is being handled, not just in Kenya, but around the world. Mm-hmm. And they didn't just talk about it, but actually wanted to do something about it. Yeah. So yeah. that's now, now um, being in ISEC started feeding that um, inherent want for me to just work towards things that are bigger than myself mm-hmm. so when i joined in 2016 um i started working there pole pole i saved up and finally went for exchange um in the end of 2016 mm-hmm. and then up to february i did my volunteer project and then came back um pole pole in terms of my leadership skills in terms of how um, I lead the team in terms of how I market and design, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so in 2017, I, I in, by the time um, it's August in 2017, now I grew and became um, the leader of the whole entity now. Um, what we call local chapter president uh, in Isaac. So <laughs> I became sorry for the noise. Yeah. So I became Isaac in Chukka University. Mm-hmm. And together with my team, we formed the very first executive board, like the solid, solid, solid team uh, to ever lead Chukka University. By that, I mean like people who now had like solid roles. Like, yeah. If it's, say, talent management, we only know one person who is in charge of talent management. Yeah. And it is in that time that um, I got to start meeting other people too. So other members of um, other members of the organization. So from around other entities in ISEC in Kenya. So from Strap mm-hmm. or from University of Nairobi. Mm-hmm. And all these other entities, JQuad, KU. But then now, <laughs> you know, when when I was in my when my, when I was back in my entity, we, like we, so, so you know the way um Isaac is always like just out of outside work. It's like extremely fun. Like it's fun. It's on so much fun. Yeah. Like people are just happy and 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 excited about what they do. Yeah. And 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 so I. So back in my entity, I thought we were the most fun people to be around. Until I went you for went this for a national conference <laughs> because conference. what? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> now I met people who are passionate about everything they are doing. That's true. If it's facilitating in a conference, yeah. If it's just talking, having like random conversations around a team, if yeah. It's just playing games, yeah. You know, like. They are extremely passionate about um, this leadership and just wanting to change something about um, this uh, normality in leadership that we are used to that is not helping us, um, help, helping our country, helping our world, or helping 
ourselves, you know? Mm-hmm. So so it was like an eye-opener for me. So more and more, as I got more and more engaged with the organization. Yeah. I, get, I got to feed um, that inherent want in me, that passion in me, mm-hmm. to just work towards things that are bigger than myself. So mm-hmm. in a sense, every other thing that I, wa- I, I worked on, even back at school, mm-hmm. I just was thinking about how can I apply this uh, in terms of um, youth leadership, you know? Yeah. How can I um, apply this to just help the organization grow, you know, the use of uh, the use of me being in school in the first place, even doing my course. Yeah. You know, I started seeing how I can apply that to the outside world. Mm-hmm. And that made my life a lot easier because now I started really loving what I do. Okay, um, we will be back after the break to talk about um, loving what you do and about ALX, which is the second place where we met. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Break time, Judy here. Hello, how are you? Hoping you're enjoying the guest. Um, one day there will be ads here. One day. But until then... Uh, Grab yourself more drinks, more snacks, um, switch up the chores that you're doing, you know, continue listening so that we, we continue to learn. I hope you're enjoying yourself. Thank you for staying this far. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. See you. All right. Welcome back, guys. I hope you're enjoying this episode. Um, welcome, Brian. Thank you for still being here in spite of all the things that we're going through in this recording. During the break, many things happened, but we also talked about how much, I guess, remembering the Isaac journey is producing, first of all, some really, really deep, just love for that life and that work. But it's a good thing to remember. And it's, it's I don't know, it's fun. It's really fun. I think talking about exchange is, is its own kind of story. Um yeah, so before we continue, where did you go and exchange and how many years did you spend in the organization in total? So I joined the organization in February of 2016 mm-hmm. and I finished my journey in the organization in December of 2018. Mm-hmm. So that brings it to around two, two years, 11 months, say roughly three years. Ooh. And for my exchange, I went to Rwanda. Yeah, Rwanda, a place called Huye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. You know, Rwanda is so small. You it's know, very small. Sure. You're not like, sure where what, East like, is. What the compound <laughs> election for <laughs> some towns are. This is high but level yes, ignorance. Um, uh, so I went to Huye. Yeah. Um, I did a project in tech. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, we, was, we used to teach high school kids and university students um, how, how to code yeah. and also how to use um, um, modules of Microsoft Office. So yeah, generally, that's what I did for my exchange. What was your favorite thing about exchange? Like, what's the thing that you were like, yeah, this was completely worth it? Because there's a lot of hardship when it comes to exchange some things are just difficult <laughs> but what was your favorite thing about it uh man i don't know if i have like one really like just like 
let me remember because <laughs> I have like a, a lot of favorite moments um during my exchange. But yeah, I think um it's just seeing the impact, the kind of impact um we had mm-hmm. on the the high school kids and the university students we used to teach. You know, so yeah. like um so for the like the university students we were basically at the same level. Yeah, but then like you like after that you get to see that the, the kind of system they are they are in education system mm-hmm. is not the kind of system that you you are in back back at home yeah and while while back at home you are busy just complaining so that is me i'm busy just complaining about how the system is not working it's not working how, how am i going to write notes and i'm supposed to code to write code yeah go there mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't even have like things like computers the ones that you feel privileged to have mm-hmm. this information that you have really here sometimes for them it's really difficult to get yeah and just seeing the kind of impact i together with the team i was with uh on exchange there mm-hmm. that we had on especially the university students because they were we were basically at the same level in university yeah it, it was such a like a satisfying moment for me and 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 like good willing i'd want to do another exchange amen again, but, but exchange can, it's true at, like Ooh. that feeling it's something i like i die like i die for yani it's such a satisfying feeling i genuinely then, yeah like just uh cont- like continue continued feeding my want for working towards things that are bigger than, than yourself so, yeah that yeah. was like my ultimate favorite moment uh, during exchange <laughs> I'm just thinking about exchange generally. You know what? One day we will talk about these things. One day we will talk about these things. Um I think as we talk about volunteering, I'd like to know why you think volunteering is important. And I asked that question because we've both been volunteers a lot. Um half of your Isaac experience is actually most of your Isaac experience is volunteering. Um so I kind of want to yeah. hear why volunteering is important for the sake of all the guys who one look down on volunteering because I know there are people who are just like I'm not going to do things for free and there's a place for that but then there's also a place for doing things for free. You know. So yeah. What do you think is the thing about volunteering? Um, um so uh there's so many things mm-hmm. and uh i don't know for for me like just like making for like i'll speak from my point of view like making for me when i made that decision to um actually go and volunteer in rwanda mm-hmm. it was something that um made me like pull resources from from places I had never imagined that I'd pull resources from. Like, mm-hmm. even just finding myself for that exchange experience was difficult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the fact that I actually did it yeah. um, means that it's something I, I really wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And as much as I didn't see what it was going to give birth to in the long run, mm-hmm. now I see it because some of the things that i am indulging in right now like seriously yeah like uh, for example my love for design was now amplified out of my exchange experience mm-hmm. and the fact that i'm even looking to make it 
my career yeah. is is something I wouldn't have come across if I didn't go for exchange. You get? Yeah, yeah, so, I do. So, so the fact that like you, you like volunteering in itself is it's a a a a work of love and passion yeah. because you're doing it not expecting anything in, re- in return. Yeah. You're investing a lot of things in yourself to just do that volunteer project mm-hmm. and you're not expecting anything in return, anything material for that fact. So it's 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 something um this gives you a satisfaction you won't get anywhere else. Of course apart like plus the skills, the many, many skills that you will get mm-hmm. um that are probably like me going to add into your your um, professional career yeah. and all that yeah. but just for me the satisfaction that you get in working just volunteering and helping people be better helping societies be better mm-hmm. it's it's just the most um satisfying um feeling that you ever get anywhere in this world yeah yeah. Man, we shout out all the volunteers by the way. Whether like you're in ISEC or anywhere else, if you're volunteering, if you have the chance to volunteer, like even right now during COVID, I've seen people who are like using the power of the of, of the internet to like offer services to people. Um I remember people were making fun of Babo we know for teaching mathematics, um, because he's not a teacher. <laughs> And and of course, like it's funny, but you know, just that thing for I have something to give, so I'm going to give. And then I remember during COVID, I saw Isaac, as if you know, so Isaac in Bahrain um had its members like participate in the national food drive. So you had these kids in t-shirts, like Isaac t-shirts, the blue man t-shirts, <laughs> the blue man t-shirts and masks and they were the ones with gloves and they were taking packages of food to these homes during COVID of people who couldn't access food. And I, I remember just seeing those clips and crying and I was like, my goodness, you know, like now when people have nothing to give in terms of money or necess- yeah, like money, people still have things to give that are intangible and that they just, they really just enhance human connection. Man, I really just shout out all the volunteers. But now that we're talking about passion, we, I think both in, in yeah. ALX, <laughs> ALX, which is the leadership program you and I were a part of the last six months up until April, and in ISEC, there's a really big emphasis on a culture that is passionate about doing things. So as someone that, um, first of all, worked in different countries with international work experience come on um what are some of the, of the what, what 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 do you think is the place of a passionate culture in becoming a leader like how what does passion in your organizational or personal culture do for you as a leader uh, okay um so for me i think the only way, so if you're a leader and you you have a team that you're leading yeah. anywhere, yeah. maybe in your business, in a company, yeah. um, in organizations like, for example, ISEC mm-hmm. or LX or anywhere, yeah. even in, like anywhere, mm-hmm. if you're in, if, the only way you're going to have these people like buy your vision yeah. and work with you to, towards achieving that vision is through having like a passionate culture. Mm, mm, yeah. So 
so so it's the way you remember how um <laughs> during ice <Isaac> conferences <laughs> you know um like some of the facilitators usually spoke so passionately about what um about the vision of ice tech yeah it's a fulfillment of human kind potential yeah like after the conference now you want to go to your to your back to your entity and make the whole and make the thing exchange yeah <laughs> yeah so fired up mm. and you understand the vision and why we should do mm-hmm. what we are doing today. yeah so the only way you're going to achieve the vision mm. and the, and all the goals that you 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 want to achieve leading a team mm-hmm. is by having that passionate culture like let 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 your team members be so passionate about what they are doing mm-hmm. that they don't have time to think about oh but is it really going to help me or not yeah. you know yeah. that passion is what is driving them to to really achieve the vision that you have so the only way that you're going to achieve that passionate culture is going to go a long 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 way like sent in in achieving that vision that you have as a leader what is the definition of a passionate culture to you like if you were to say this organization has a passionate culture what what has made you say that what have you seen or observed that has made you say that um in isec i mean in isec in elex in any organization you've worked in for you to say that um um the organization's culture includes passion or makes room for passion um what have you seen like what are you looking for okay um so 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 aka in in the organizations that i have been privileged to be in mm-hmm. and communities mm-hmm. also um i've seen culture being shaped by certain norms that are just unique to the people around um that organization or that community yeah so like having certain norms that are unique to just that organization mm-hmm. so that people embody them like they own those those norms mm-hmm. to be their own you yeah. get it's yeah. like it's like branding in a sense like it's it's like their brand and it's no one <laughs> this brand you get i get only them who can do that yeah. within the organization yeah. you get so that having that feeling of of just owning those norms eh, 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 and 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 in a sense the whole culture mm-hmm. also like, just buys into the vision because if they can like be able to buy into the norms and own them then mm-hmm. that means um just delivering on their goals and the vision of the organization is really easy like it's going to be like it's going to fire them up to just want to work and achieve that vision for the organization so yeah. for example um, <laughs> i'm thinking about see, roll calls again, that's what i'm thinking about that's why i'm laughing but continue 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 <laughs> again um in reference to isaac um like he had like funny norms yani like say for example roll calls yeah like like how passionate people were like in like, dancing before any gathering just whether within the entity or just in a conference yeah, yeah. it's 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 something that just after that now because you've done that together as a team mm-hmm. and you've really enjoyed it now mm-hmm. you want to like transfer that um energy and psych into just working towards the actual um goals that you want to work towards to, yeah 
um achieve the vision so so like just small things you get yeah. like having say team, team building yeah. or, or things that you do within the organization that no other organization does you get i do um, i remember roko is a shared love of ours um i was vptm so if you're tm it means you're responsible for a roko so for you guys who don't know what roko is it's you know how in a in a meeting someone can read out names and say so and so present so and so present so in isec we did read out names you basically started to play a song and then everyone who was in the room just stood up and danced and you danced to the song there was a routine you had dances that your school had made dances from other countries from other schools it was completely mad i think another thing that i remember around passion was Isaacers greet each other in those meetings with so much energy. The greeting used to go, "Hey Isaac, what's up?" No. But you shout, you know, and and it's so it's so you you if you if you don't know us, like if you don't know Isaacers, it can really really creep you out. Like it can be awkward, you know. Um Isaacers used to wear like 20 wristbands cuz I remember going for a conference this one time and international relations here isaac ilikuwa ku exchange t-shirts ku exchange hoodies ku exchange wristbands so you go and then if you find like an entity that you're trying to partner with you give them your school's branded t-shirts and and wristbands and they give you their branded merchandise basically and that was how we did international relations and that's kind of how you started a conversation on how you would partner to raise your numbers in terms of exchange i remember how i mean just that organization that organization genuinely i think a passionate culture made a lot of really difficult things easy just like you said it made things easy like there's hard work and there's a place for discipline and being good at your craft and being determined and being a team player but there's also just such a big thing that passion does for work i i completely believe that and i think yeah i'm i'm really rambling i think <laughs> one of my my last I have my last few questions <laughs> my last few questions um is what lessons did you learn from starting a team basically from scratch what are the main lessons that you learned from starting a team from scratch because you did that in shuka um you also did that for another entity which you are free to tell us um not that they didn't have a team but the team was really struggling it was a really difficult time um when you were in the national team and yeah so feel free to tell us what you learned from building a team building an organization from scratch yeah so so um just before i i give my sentiments um so the other team that i were i am privileged to work with um okay in to um december and so so i think for so basically what we what uh what i was doing with my team in in sugar is like running a startup pretty so much you you're trying to penetrate into a market that uh, people don't really know and <laughs> in 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 as a result don't really appreciate what you're doing it's like it's extremely foreign yeah to um the market that you're trying to penetrate mm. into. 
Mm-hmm. And for that reason, you need like a solid team to help you just um actualize your goals in such a new environment. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'll give lessons that I learned from uh team my team in Chuka mm-hmm. and the team that I was part of in in Uganda. So mm-hmm. like the biggest thing I learned in uh, within the team that was in Chuka is sticking to the vision. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that in a, in a way goes back to the point that I gave about having like a passionate culture. Yeah. I think like before we were well aware of the task that was ahead of all of us. Yeah. And the way the application process to get into the team oh was, my gosh. was so transparent <laughs> and it was so voluntary. Uh-huh. that any person who got into the team knew what they were getting into. Yep. You get. Yep. It was it was it was an experience that was going to rob you of many um and all this stuff. Also trying to navigate uh communication with Isaac in Kenya who I also um trying to just get um um trying to just understand how you guys are working mm. and you're as, as as a result you're not getting um, enough support from them. You know? Mm. But the thing that just kept us going was the vision that we had and we 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 just wanted to see Isaac in Chuka in a place where um local chapters like um the ones um, in Nairobi, like Strathmore and UN, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> at that point we wanted to reach there. That was our biggest goal. Yeah. So, so no, like no matter what we faced at that point, mm-hmm. our vision was so clear in our mind. Mm-hmm. We just went on and on and on. And the fact that everyone came into the team voluntarily, they applied and they presented their case to the panel. Yeah. And so that means they had a lot of passion for what they were going to do for mm. So having a team that is connected to your vision and having it, having clarity in that vision yeah. is something that is going to be instrumental in just achieving your goal. That was one thing I always appreciate about. About? <laughs> um... Uh, so mm-hmm. the 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 I don't want to go to details, but um at that point uh, the national team was not in a good uh, space mm-hmm. in terms of even finances and and how and how like it reached a point all of us didn't know how we were going to survive yeah for uh for like the rest of the term like just four months into our one year term and it was so difficult for us to just survive on our own yeah leave alone de- delivering what we promised to the other leaders in the other entities mm-hmm. so it was so 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 difficult yeah but then the good thing with that team is is the un- the kind of unity we had mm-hmm. we were we came backgrounds uh diverse backgrounds um our uh, there was um uh, a lady in charge of products was from Tanzania and the others were um, Ugandan, but they all had like different experiences within the organization. Mm-hmm. So in that regard, like we established um, like team norms that were not part of the, the greater organization, mm-hmm. but just within our team mm-hmm. that just made us um, stick. Yeah. Stick. Um, 
as in just stay there, like hold on, because we might not see that um, vision come to fruition in our time. Mm-hmm. But we know what we are good. We are what we are doing is 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 going to bear fruit in the long run. In the long run, and like I'm actually really happy to see that right now. Not just in Uganda, but mm-hmm. also in Chuka. Yeah, the kind of leaders that are being. Um, that are being developed within that organization mm-hmm. and the kind of penetration it has gone into within the school mm-hmm. and also in Uganda, just within the country mm-hmm. is amazing. Yani people are, are applying for opportunities that we didn't have the courage to apply when we were there. E- and uh-huh. it's not something we, we could see at that time when we were working, when we were under budgeted, when we were, didn't have enough resources, but we still um, like held on to the vision that we had. So, yeah. so yeah, so basically those are the two things I've learned from my team in Uganda and uh, my team in Chuka. Oh, um, I think in the way of wrapping up, my last two questions for you are, what is your understanding of leadership now? And my very last question is, what's a challenge that you're experiencing in becoming a leader right now? And how are you? How are you dealing with that? Okay. Um. So. So at this point in my life, I. I'm thinking on self leadership, just leading self, mm-hmm. because. Um, out of these whole experiences in leadership that I had, just within the organization in I, I think, and I know we have not talked about Alex so much, but. Oof. Even yeah. within my LX, my experience um, in LX, mm-hmm. I, I sometimes find like I was so involved. We were so involved in running teams, you know, and doing all these things together mm-hmm. that sometimes I reach a point I forget. Um, I also have to lead myself. Yeah, like, leadership should come from within. Mm-hmm. You get yeah. So there are things that you're struggling with and sometimes they even get to a point where they bruise your your esteem, like mm-hmm. self-esteem in a sense. Mm-hmm. And you don't feel adequate to just um, offer service mm-hmm. in your own capacity to another person, mm-hmm. which is my um, definition for, for leadership. You get like, you find it difficult to serve another person mm-hmm. when, when in your, you yourself, you feel like you're not adequate. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. But then it it comes back to the ideals. Um, you feel like you're inadequate in mm-hmm. yourself, mm-hmm. and not just think like wanting to do something about it. You get yeah. Like say like re- like recognizing your your inadequacy and wanting to do something about it. So it's not just knowing that probably you're not good in communicating with people yeah. or you're not good in just um, doing something within your team, mm-hmm. within your team. And you're just, they're like, like you're just comfortable that you get. Yeah. So mm-hmm. all the experiences that I've had from ALX and I think I've taught me one thing. The fact that I was so passionate about the vision of those two organizations mm-hmm. And they opened my eyes to see the kind of challenges the world is, is facing, and I, and having that um, 
um, innate feeling of wanting to do something about it mm-hmm. have now come back to me, especially in this time, you know? Yeah. Now, yeah. like, you're, like it's such jaded times, like you're not even moving around so much, you're not interacting with people. Yeah. So you, you're forced to be within uh, a cocoon most of the time mm-hmm. by yourself. Mm-hmm. So you have, like, now you get yourself like getting into your mind and thinking about all these experiences and and that you had and what they mean for you. For mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. So just uh, answering those, uh, the two questions that you've asked about my definition of le- leadership and the challenges that, that the challenge that I'm facing right now mm-hmm. is just self-leadership in general. Like, I am not there. Yeah. It's a long journey. Yeah. But the fact that now process of just seeing these small, small things in, and I want to do something about it, not just sitting there mm-hmm. and probably complaining about just wanting to do something about it. Mm-hmm is something that I'm really, really working on. And I find that, um, and I hope I'm speaking for many leaders out there, mm-hmm. I find that if I don't really work on these things properly, mm-hmm. it might it might spill into how I serve the other person. Yeah. You get? Yeah. So it's, 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 it's something I'm really working on for myself, like self-leadership, yeah. so that... Whenever I'm given the opportunity again, mm-hmm. probably to work in an organization or a company to be able to lead a team, mm-hmm. I'm able to offer my, my, my service to the to the utmost because now I understand myself, yeah. I understand my weaknesses and my strengths, mm-hmm. and by that I understand now how, how best I can offer um, leadership and serve a team so that not just like not just uh, prosper personally, but also the team prospers. Yeah. We all be better versions of ourselves. Oof. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, Brian. This has been so entertaining to just go down memory lane. Clearly was not enough, but I'm so thankful that you came. Thank you for um, just all the help that you give me. Um with all my many different um, issues and things that I'm not good at, but also just thank you for, you've done a lot of really hard work in your past. And I'm glad that this experience, that you have, you found a way to come and tell us that story. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's a wrap, people. Oh, thank you for coming. Thank you for spending your time with me. I value it. I hope you found this helpful, found this useful. Um, I will see you next time. Please like and rate this podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Um, and follow me, us, me, us, us, <laughs> on, on social media, on The Leader Process on Instagram and The Leader Process on Medium where I, I, I write about leadership and you can let me know what you guys want to hear about and what you want to talk about and what you want us to explore on there thank you for your time and i will see you next time (laughs) was that cringe probably thank you